Elizabeth Holmes is pregnant again. Hmm, just in time for something else. A mom allegedly sliced daughter's neck, suffocated her, and then did the right thing and drove her to the ER. And a Louisiana deputy allegedly duped an elderly woman into giving him $15,000. This is True Crime Today. Not only a tragedy for the family. It's unfathomable. Shot to death more than half a dozen times, likely with a shotgun by his own mother. True Crime Today. He, he then drove her body in her van about five miles away. Police say she put her newborn in a trash bag and threw the baby over an upstairs banister. A podcast that examines real stories in real time. Disturbing. He says she asked him to help her end her life. True Crime Today starts now. Yes, indeed, it does. Welcome. It's, uh, yeah, press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You don't miss any episodes of True Crime today. Uh, and uh, leave us a review there on uh, Apple Podcasts. We do greatly, uh, greatly appreciate that. Tony and Stacey Cole with you on today's edition of the program. How are you? Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. I have a, hi, I have a very uh, vocal kitty. Oh. talking right now so my apologies if he comes in here just yapping his little ass off <laughs> yapping his little ass off <laughs> <laughs> well that, he's no. such a cute little thing so it fits well i got uh, buddy my dog sitting right next to me he's been uh with me all day uh including i ran had to run to the uh, store to pick up a prescription through the drive-thru and now yeah. buddy i've had uh, I've had Buddy for about uh, two years or so. Uh, he had previous owners. Uh, I got him when he was about three, and they didn't want him, and he just literally jumped into my truck when I went over and met him. Uh, it's just like he's been, he doesn't, hasn't left my side ever since. Um, and uh, I, I, but I haven't taken him to a drive through because I normally don't ride around with him. But um, today I'm like, let's just go. And we went through the drive through. And he knew what was up. And I didn't know that they gave dogs bones and stuff through the drive-thrus because I normally don't drive with the dogs. They do, they yeah. Do. And they're like, can he have a, you know, a puppy treat? I'm like, sure. But he, the moment we, he saw that drive-thru, he was just sleeping on the other seat. And all of a sudden he's like, oh my gosh, we're at a drive-thru. So I'm thinking he remembered that from several years ago because I'm guessing his previous owners may have done that with him. Oh, it's just interesting to know. So it's interesting to like, like what else would he be, you know, triggered by, you know, in a good way. I'm sure, you know, he's, I don't think he was ever abused. He's very loving. Um, but, uh, what, like what other things would trigger this dog that like he would remember from his past that I have no idea he enjoyed, you know? I so wish they could talk and, and I, I bring it up to the point where people are probably rolling their eyes going, yeah, we know you're a, a vet tech. That's fine. But I've got, I'm looking at it right now. I have an entire bookshelf of books about decoding your dog, animal behavior, feline behavioral health and welfare, all these books, all these books. And we can sit and we can learn and we can read and discuss, but damn it, we don't know how to read their minds. And it makes me crazy because Imagine the stories that they could tell about their previous owners or what they went through when they lived on the streets. It would make our lives so much easier instead of having to guess. I I, I really wonder if we're going to have some way of doing that, if they're going to somehow decode, you know, maybe, you know, not reading their minds, but who knows, 
uh, but more so understanding what different barks mean um, using like AI technology yeah. and, and just being able to process that data far faster than we ever could in the past and comparing different barks and kind of getting a, an idea on, on what the tone, if, if there is a, a, a different tonal thing in each you know element of the bark that does mean something uh, or is it, is it just literally noise like us going, you know, and that's, that's what they figure out. It's like they say "hey" a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they do say that cats have different meows, yes, and they that do. they have learned to yeah, they've learned to adapt their meows to play with our minds, and especially women who are more and not saying anything bad about men, but women are more in tune to the sound of like an infant's cry, and that's that's just a you know, survival technique that sure. we want our, our infants to survive. And if they're crying, we need to be able to hear that so we can hear that frequency. Well, cats have decided, well, fuck that, man. If if she's feeding the baby every time that thing cries, I'm going to meow in that same frequency. So I get the attention and I get the food as well. And those little fuckers, if they haven't done that, they now are meowing in a frequency that gets women's attention especially and they've done research on it and it's just astounding right <laughs> but it's, it's such a great thing i i think it's amazing that these little bastards are so intuitive that they're like how can i manipulate these people so that i get more food i'm diane sawyer this week on <laughs> primetime live we are gonna dive deep into the minds of pets and have an actual conversation with a cat. Here's a small preview. Missy, could you tell me, Missy, why is it that every single day you seem to want to vomit in in your uh, female owner's uh, uh, house shoes? <laughs> the following is an actual translation of the cat's dialogue. Well, you know, the bitch, you know, she, she sits there all day, oh, complains about this, tells me about all the shit she hates about her husband, and then he comes in the door and she's like, oh, hi, honey, I love you so much. Fuck that. You hate the bastard? Get rid of him. Off him. I'll fucking eat him in his sleep if you want. And until she fucking does it, until she offs that asshole, I swear to God I'm going to start shitting in the sink. <laughs> bitch, watch your step, bitch. I'm Diane Sawyer. Primetime Live Friday, the mind of cats. Call me a pussy, bitch. Call me a pussy. One more time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, that's what's going on in the mind of cats. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we, we could establish that. Uh, now that we've gotten yeah, there, <laughs> now that we've gotten there, we can go into our, our first story. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes is pregnant again, allegedly. Uh -oh. uh, it's allegedly, uh -oh. alleged. Uh, during an unusual court appearance. No, wait a minute. What? Wait, no, 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 no. What, what, what? How are you allegedly pregnant, Tony? Well, it, it, she hasn't said it publicly. It's somebody else that said it. So that's how you make it allegedly. Oh, so it's not, she's saying she's allegedly no, pregnant. It's, someone, it's 
Okay. A source. A source. Some okay. Think, some think it's the baby itself in her stomach that is has now learned as technology has advanced. Uh, and in fact, it's in Elizabeth Holmes. It's learned to telepathically uh, send messages over 5G. Um, and there, people, no are, people are getting text messages from this child. Uh, wherever it's uh, people are around. It's very bizarre. Uh, during an unusual court appearance on Monday, a uh, key witness in the trial that resulted in the conviction of disgraced Theranos CEO Elizabeth Holmes, uh, staunchly defended in his testimony. Former Theranos lab director Adam Rosdorf testified for the prosecution and made an apology uh, to, and then visited Holmes' Silicon home after the trial ended, sparking speculation of misconduct on Holmes' part. Holmes, 38, was convicted of four felonies related to investor fraud earlier this year, and her sentencing was set to begin the same day as the 75-minute hearing. She could spend the next two decades behind bars for promising Theranos investors that a blood testing technology would transform medical practice, but failing to deliver on that promise. On Monday, Holmes had what could be her last chance to avoid jail time by convincing U.S. District Judge Edward Davala that Rosendorf's actions merit a new trial. Rosendorf testified for the prosecution for a total of six days last year during Holmes' trial. Uh, so to unpack that part so far, basically, you know, he visited her home personally while this trial is going on to kind mm -hmm. of like make an emotional amends, I guess. You know, I'm sorry, but I got to do this. Please forgive me. Let me impregnate you. No. <laughs> Yeah, how does all that happen? I mean, it's not like you just slipped and fell and and the wee wee ended up where it shouldn't belong, you know? Yeah, I and I don't think it's it's necessary. I don't I don't think it's his baby, but um that that'd be kind of funny if it was. Uh but no, I mean, I think this is a tactic to keep her ass out of jail. Uh I don't know if she realizes that pregnant women do go to jail. Um Um <laughs> uh so that well, I don't know what her what her plan really is here. So I don't I don't want to turn this podcast into our other podcast, My Crazy Family, but I am going to tell you very briefly a story about my crazy family that has to do with something very similar to this. I have a relative that got busted by the DEA for selling generic Viagra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got that in my family. Um, and he impregnated his, oh, I said he, sorry. Well, it is. Um, he impregnated his wife thinking that that might keep him out of jail. It did not. Oh, my. But where, where do people get this idea? I mean, I know. Are, like, is someone telling them, you know, this works, trust me, or, or is it just like a, a hope? Is it just a, well, maybe it'll do it. it it's something that the judge, you know, will at least take a, a, into consideration. I'm I'm betting that it's, you know, maybe they saw it somewhere on TV, like from, you know, Perry Mason or something like, <laughs> oh, he's got a baby on the way. We can't put him in jail. And it just it's like an old wives tale that maybe it's stuck because, like you said, there are babies that are born in prison. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have a baby on the way. It, they don't give a shit. No. I, I, I don't get it. I, uh. I don't know. I don't. People have uh, very bizarre ways uh, or, or tactics uh, of doing whatever they want. And that just seems to be one of those. Or someone said it. Maybe this will work. Let's give it a shot. Worst case, we've created a life.
that's going to go into oh. a, a broken home that, uh, yep. you know, with the dad's in prison and worst case scenario. Yeah. You know, uh, well, after yeah, home, where were you born? Leavenworth? Exactly. Exactly. Um, after Holmes attorneys asked for a new trial last month, uh, Devella decided Rosendorf's testimony should be reexamined because he paid an unannounced visit to Holmes and William Billy Bundy's mansion. Uh, is that who she's with? William Billy Bundy. Uh, August 8th, uh, Evans, uh, the man she's, yeah, okay, the man she's currently dating and the father of her son, who's a year old. So I'm assuming Willie Billy Bundy got all up in that. <laughs> Oh, my God. While Rosendorf did not speak with Holmes directly, Evans recalled that he told the court that Holmes tried to answer the questions honestly, but that the prosecutors tried to make everyone look bad and that Holmes felt he had done something wrong. U.S. District Judge uh, Edward Davala uh, re-questioned uh, Rosendorf and the witness repeatedly, affirming that he had testified truthfully during the trial and they believed Holmes deserved to be convicted. But he also expressed regret to Devella about the prospect that Holmes' son would spend the formative years of his life without his mother. Holmes receives a prison term. If Judge uh, finishes uh, his uh, question and Rosendorf spent the next half hour in a heated exchange with uh, Lance Wade, one of Holmes' lawyers, Wade had already had several heated exchanges with, with Rosendorf during his cross-examination. During his August visit, Wade uh, hoped to pry some information out of Rosendorf about the mental anguish he'd been experiencing since, since the trial, as well as whether or not he was taking any medication to cope. After Rosendorf's refusal to respond, the judge did not push the matter further. Most of Rosendorf's replies to Wade emphasized his testimony uh, and uh, dispelled the idea that uh, he viewed Holmes as a friend for whom he felt sorry. At one point, Rosendorf stated, I don't want to help Miss Holmes. It's up to her to help herself. No one else can. Eventually, uh, she'll have to make amends to the public. At the same time, Rosendorf made an effort to convey, you are messing with my copy, Stacy. You are messing with my copy. Let me go back. Oh, oh, so, Tony, you and I are working on a Google document and I just fucked you up, man. Yeah, this is my <laughs> that's why I have it so big. It's a teleprompter. <laughs> so while I'm in the middle of the story, Stacy, just start. Stop touching it. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Uh, All right. Let me go back. Oh, just undo. It has to let me go back. Come on, Google. Fucking hell. Oh, dude, sorry. Uh, Editing. Okay. Leave there it you go. Leave it alone. Take the pink off. There you go. <laughs> Und- <laughs> so she makes the all of it pink uh, and then uh, <laughs> then makes the copy like seven size in like seven like size of the font. Uh, so we well, go from yeah, 42 to seven. In. Well, th- those are good contacts. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh <laughs> Uh, where no were touchy. we? Yeah. Okay. Government, yeah, no uh, government attorneys, continuing on, also spent some time emphasizing Rosendorf's belief that no trial misconduct occurred. During the next week, Devala will consider additional written arguments uh, from Holmes' attorney and government prosecutors before making a decision on whether or not to grant a new trial, which is widely considered to be highly unlikely. Are you, are you listening through a speaker now? Me? Yeah, you. No. Okay, because I'm like hearing a little feedback of myself. Oh well, okay. Let me uh, let me turn some things down. Uh, well, you know, it's just a really 
advanced way to hear what you sound like. There, Hi, is that better? It's me again. Yes, much better. Yes. Beautiful. Now it's we good. good. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to quit messing <clears throat> with you. Maybe that's just my goal today is to make you crazy. Stop pressing buttons while we're on the air. <laughs> a new sentencing day for Holmes has been set for November 18th by uh, Judge Devala. Three days later, her ex-boyfriend and business partner, Rami Sonny Bawani's sentencing is up next at a different trial that ends uh, in July of next year. Uh, Rosendorf said, it's my understanding that she's pregnant again without providing any context. Neither Holmes uh, nor Evans gave an answer to that question when the Associated Press asked them after the hearing. Even as they entered the elevator together, Holmes spontaneously smiled and Evans complimented an Associated Press journalist on his shoes. That's, um, there you go. nice shoes. I like your shoes. They're so cute. Want to come make a baby with me? <laughs> you know, uh, it's a weird concept. And, and I do want to point out that every time you bring up Ther- what is it, Theranos? Theranos. Okay, it, 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 I'm a huge Avengers fan. And all I can think about is Thanos. And just snapping that finger and everybody going to dust. I, I can't take this company seriously. I'm sorry. I'm not a huge Avengers fan. Um, so I, I'll just take it as a superhero did exactly what you said. And I'll picture that in my mind. Um, yeah, I mean, I, but I, I, I have heard that name. I Because ha- my daughter does play some of that, some games on that. Um, so, my, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it was... It was quite a concept. It made it to several Walgreens stores, I believe, in California. And it it really didn't work. Um, So there was a lot of people that actually got, um, you know, false results of uh, either positive, negative on various things. And that could be good or bad or neutral, depending on what you're talking about. Um, But I'm I'm really kind of curious, honestly, if we were to take a, a deep look at the people who got those tests done relied on that information to be factual uh, and had adverse health reactions or died uh, because Mm -hmm. they knew that they were using stuff that they knew was not truly effective. And I don't know if, I mean, I think there'd be a way to kind of trace that back somewhat, but it would be a hard one to really, you know, completely narrowed down but i you know I suppose you look yeah. at you look at who who used the machine uh and then take a look at their health uh, talk to the doctors what were the health decisions that were made at the moment of those results and and after and what happened with those people so i guess be a lot of people to track down but that would be a, an interesting investigative uh work um another one here well, I, go ahead I think- I, well, I, th- I think, you know, they were kind of onto something with the company. Um, it, it was a great concept. It just didn't work. And yeah. the fact that it made it into mainstream society is really frightening. Well, I, and I think they're, they're still working. Other companies are working on very similar projects, but they're not out yet because they don't work yet. But I, it's kind of one of those things where... We know what we want it to do. Let's start working on it. And we're going to assume the technology is going to be sufficiently there in the next couple of years based on what we're seeing. I think that's what the idea of Theranos was. Like it could do a couple mm-hmm. tests okay. And based on the prediction of technology, I think the thought was, well, we'll just start saying that this is going to be able to do this or can do this. And then people were like, oh, do it. They really want it if it can do this. Well, 
Well, let's tell them they can do it. Until then, we'll take the blood and we'll try and test it over here. Um, and we're going to fuck all that up, too. Uh, and then the technology really doesn't come. And then you all get busted for fraud. So, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think it just got... I don't think initially she went into it with the idea that she was going to do this, but I think the idea of her being this, um, I, this figure like, a um, Steve jobs, who she was obsessed with really completely encompassed her. And that desire then outweighed logic, which she had a lot of skill, a lot of logic. She's a very smart woman. But uh, mm -hmm. the the desire for, I think, the fame and the attention, she rolled the dice and said, maybe we'll roll along with this and it will work. And that's one thing if you're running a company that's not involving people's lives. Um, if you're you know trying to grow a business and, you know, you're going to lose a bunch of money for a while. But the assumption is you will get on your feet. You can't do that with blood and people's health. That's not that's not one no. to take that strategy on. Uh and it it totally bit her in the ass. So yeah. Yeah, and it's unfortunate too, because she does seem like she is extremely brilliant. And and I just it breaks my heart when people with that kind of of mental ability just go down the wrong path, you know? I wonder, does she still talk? Does she still talk like this? Or or even better. You know, I think she was getting to the point. I wonder if in prison, is she like, Hi, I'm Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> she got it like way <laughs> down there now. I used to yeah, she's got an incredible voice. Oh my God, it's fake. Because the people who knew her prior to that all said she never talked like that. Where? How did she get this weird cadence in her voice? This, I'm going to talk down here and um, really not... There's tapes of her prior to this, and she does not talk like that. Well, but again, we we talked about cats and their ability to transform their voices to get what they want. We we know that women, because of, of our higher tone voices, mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't command respect. Mm -hmm. And if she's going to be working in a scientific world with you know sci science and technology. You're not going to be taken as seriously if you if you have one of these high voices. Nobody's going to listen to you. Sure. Yeah, you've you've got you. I mean, I I'm I'm going to lower my voice just a little bit. I do have a voice that I actually will use when I call in somewhere. You then you start sounding um, like I'm a phone sex operator at some point. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> hi, hi, Tony. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, but you know, we all have our voices. I have the voice that you know. Now we order pizza mm -hmm. on our apps and everything, but I do have a voice that I use when I'm calling in and I need to talk to somebody. And and sure. it's it does drop an octave or two just so that I'm being taken seriously. Sure, uh, but I, I so think, I get that. I think your natural voice is taken seriously, though, because you have all those years of radio and you are very you you know how to talk. Um, I, I don't think I, if I heard you and I compared to the other people, you would be the one I would take probably most serious because you I don't know you sound professional. Well, and and I've I've learned how to you know pause yeah. at certain points, and and something comes from that radio training to know how to speak with people and how to convey what you're trying to get across. Yeah. 
But I do, I do find I've actually heard recordings of myself through different jobs where <laughs> they actually record the conversation. Yeah. And I, I actually have to do a double take. Like, is that, that's really me? I know. Because it is deeper. I, uh, yeah, it's deeper. It's, it's funny. I, um, I was on, on our, uh, podcast feeds over on Apple podcasts, uh, on our other show, real ghost stories online. That's been around for about 10 years now. Uh, I'm having to upload all of the episodes like we're talking thousands of episodes. So I'm going slowly through everything, um, and uploading hundreds of them a day. Uh, but, uh, I'm, I, and I listened to a few of them as I was going like way at the beginning, I'm talking much higher, which is interesting. Um, cause I mm-hmm. thought when, cause I thought when I got into this, I was at a, a place in my vocal tone where I was, I was good. But I was always working music radio. I wasn't doing long-form talk. And then I started doing long-form talk. And that has changed the cadence of my voice over 10 years, which has been really kind of interesting. Uh, But, yeah, anyway. Did I tell you the story where I was at an amusement park a couple weeks ago? Uh, And I don't think I did. So me and Harper are at a water park in Arkansas for a a field trip. And all of a sudden, over the speaker comes this... Like you're listening to Splash FM or something like that. And we both look at each other and like, Oh, it was you, wasn't that, it? That's you, isn't it? I'm like, I have very faint <laughs> memories of recording this for some, you know, somebody client paid you a hundred bucks like 12 years ago and you record it and you send it. And I'm like, I have I barely remember it, but yeah, I think that was me. <laughs> And I had no idea when we went, when we went to this amusement park. I'm like, I, I, nothing clicked until we heard it. It was so bizarre. Anyway, mom allegedly slices her daughter's neck, suffocating her, and then drove her to the ER. See, that's how you should read it at the five o'clock news when, um, you know, the headlines are going. Like, don't like, don't do it dramatic. Do it with a little bit of a uh, little bit of chipper in your voice. That uh, helps everybody know they're safe. When- Hey, it's Tony Bruschi. When you're not enjoying the ghost stories here on this show, be sure to check out our true crime podcast called True Crime Today. Search it wherever you download podcasts. Myself, Carol Hughes, Stacey Cole, all discuss the latest in many true crime stories, dark, disturbing, and sometimes just plain crazy. Check it out. True Crime Today. Search and press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Here's a preview of one of this week's episodes of True Crime Today. And you get to actually oh. reading the story. <laughs> so uh, here's what we got on uh, this one. Melissa Town allegedly uh, begged hospital staff for a wheelchair on October 16th because her daughter's body hurt. A nurse reportedly found Town's daughter in a mesh bag with a neck laceration. In a mesh bay with a neck laceration. Her body hurts. I'm at the ER. A doctor pronounced the infant dead at 12.10 p.m. Uh, According to the uh, police, Town allegedly took the talk to the police and uh, said that she killed her kid in Spring Creek Park. Detectives questioned Town while deputies searched the park for a homicide scene. The blanket-covered body was reportedly on the car's floor. Uh, Bial stated that the uh, child's neck wound matched what uh, the mother had said. Town told detectives uh, in her bond hearing that she needed to end the child's life. Town allegedly parked a Spring Creek Park, or at Spring Creek Park, took her daughter to an isolated place where she reportedly forced the girl uh, to kneel, then slashed her throat. The girl screamed and fought. 
Town allegedly strangled the girl for 30 to 45 minutes, sat on her body, and what? used her hand to cover her mouth. Prosecutor's office said oh Town God. told officers she wanted to kill the child because she was evil and she couldn't handle her. Town, town's bond is $15 million at Harris County Jail. I, I, there's this creepy shit going on with people and thinking that their family is evil and they got to kill them and they got to do this sort of shit. What the fuck is going on? Are, are, did, did we push everybody to a crazy limit during COVID and now it's just yeah. they're fucking popping off left and right? Yeah, I think that's what's going on. Um, I've always, I thought that my family was crazy. They went crazier during COVID and started believing things that were not true. Mm -hmm. But I don't have the urge to kill them. I just don't talk to them anymore. Yeah. It, it, you know, so I just, what, the, what makes a person go, I need to snuff out my child, especially it, an infant. Well, and it's not because like, well, even it's not a, an infant. Yeah. Well, I, I think they, it sounded, it said infant at the beginning, but it sounds like, you know, probably a little bit older than that. If the, I don't know. Uh, but the, maybe a toddler. Yeah. But the fact that because it, it, it's not even like a difference of opinion or I think this person believes something crazy when it's like this. They think their kid's evil. They think I mean, we have the Lori Daybell the, that they're the, the children are uh, zombies and they're they need to be killed so they can come back. And you got the uh, idiot um, that took the kids uh, down to like Mexico or something and killed his kids with a crossbow uh, so they could snuff, like, the evil out of them. And it all these are all going to, like, really fucking bizarre biblical belief, uh, and, and truly not the Bible, but that's what they ascribe these things to in a biblical sense that there's something that they need to do based on some sort of uh, God system that tells them to kill their children because they're evil and they have to rid it from society. What the fuck is this? Or has this always been going on? And we just know more about the people that are doing this in the name of uh, their fucking religion. Yeah, but I, I, I think, you know, even in, in the so-called dark ages, there's there's been sacrifices. There's been yeah, all I kinds thought, of things. Didn't we and, get away from that? Didn't we get away from all that for quite a while? I, I thought so. But why, why are we... Re and, and I agree that, that there was more of those sort of things back then. But are we regressing back to that? Like, yeah. mentally, are people going backwards here? I, quite possibly, yeah. I mean, are we dealing with long COVID and these people aren't thinking clearly anymore? Are we? What are we dealing with here? Because something... It, you're right. It seems like something has changed even in the last couple of years. Like yes. we've taken just this horrific turn of people thinking that others are evil and need to be killed and people going off on others tempers and, and people are just, the fuse is really short. Like the smallest thing can fucking piss you off. And it's like, yeah. where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. And I've even noticed it. I mean, I know even with myself, I noticed it with myself um, at the beginning of COVID. I was really yep. had a very short uh, leash um, before I would get really stressed out and just like didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> um, I mean, or at least like, you know, I didn't want to be around in public. And it really wasn't necessarily um, it started, I think, a little bit before then, too, honestly. Um, it, it certainly was because I was just like, I was so sick of going to stores and feeling like I'm just surrounded by mutants 
and just nobody having any decency or respect for one another. And little did I know that in the next couple of months, all of that would get even worse. And it was so, yeah, you know, no shit. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Um, but it was, I don't know. I think I was into a bit of a depression uh, there, but it was also, uh, there was a lot of chaos going on in my world too, uh, with my ex-wife and her daughter uh, together. And it was just a lot that um, I think put me into a, a bad place, but I, I crawled out of all that. Um, but it was hard because COVID was like, then it was, it was like a never, was a never ending shit show for a couple of years leading up to COVID and then through COVID. And yeah. I mean, we're still like not truly, I don't think we're ever going to be truly out of this hole that's been dug. But I mean, I feel like we're on a, a better footing than, you know, we had been in, while i hope i don't know although now we have threats of nuclear war so you trade one you get another <laughs> well that's the barter system you know you're gonna get your health back we're gonna fucking nuke you it's just it's just the yeah. way of the world welcome to planet earth i know i i mean i think i have a much better sense of humor with all of it now of just being <laughs> you have to or you'll cry in the corner yeah and i think that's just kind of where I was almost at at some point. It's like, okay, I got to, I got to get out of this. Uh, one more Louis, a Louisiana deputy allegedly duped an elderly woman into handing him $15,000. Isn't this nice? After allegedly victimizing an elderly woman, a 33 year old Caddo parish deputy was fired and charged. Joey Lee went to the victim's home. It sounds like a nice name. You know, you're an old woman and like, Oh, Joey Lee's coming up today. Hi, Joey. And then Joey Lee went to the victim's home and uh, in uniform, you know, looks a little more official. Ooh, you're all dressed up for me today, aren't you, Joey? And manipulated her into providing him $15,000 cash over three months. Sheriff's office said oh Lee God. allegedly uh, cashed forgeries while in uniform. Detectives learned about the incident on Wednesday, October 12th and placed Lee on administrative leave without pay before terminating him. He was a deputy for 10 years. Lee was arrested for forgery, exploitation of infirm persons, extortion, conspiracy to conduct, conduct extortion, and malfeasance in office. There's only one victim, supposedly, though. Uh, Steve uh, Prater, the sheriff, said, This person's unlawful behavior disappoints me. He's an, embar an embarrassment to the brave men and women who earn the public's trust. Yes, he is. But, Joey, you want to... Erase your debts to me? Come here, Joey. Just take me out of the wheelchair and let's go down the hall and let's have fun. Ooh, Joey! Joey! Oh my God. Oh, this is so bad. I mean, come on, guys. A deputy? We, we're supposed to trust these people. We tell we tell little children that, you know, if you're ever in trouble, go to a police officer. They'll help you. And this fucker takes an... Yeah, I know. My cat just meowed. Takes an elderly person and, and grifts money from them. Yeah. Oh, go fuck yourself. The cat's just, even saying... Oh, the can't. cat's like, he's a fucker. He's got to go. Yeah. Yeah, I Did you could, hear him? I it could, was awesome. I could hear it. I could because I can read cats' voices, and that's what he said. <laughs> he's a uh, he's kind of a fucker, is uh, what I'm saying. 
And, uh, yeah, he's a fuckface. Uh, can you give me some more fucking food here, lady? I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Give me some more food. There is a, yeah, there's a reason. Yep. So, yeah. So, all right. There we go. That's going to uh, wrap up today's episode of uh, True Crime Today. Uh, if you like the show, keep us uh, on the air and uh, go press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You don't miss any episodes of the program. We do greatly appreciate that. Until next time, for Stacy, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to True Crime Today. True Crime Today. Press subscribe wherever you download podcasts so you don't miss any of our full episodes, breaking news updates, and daily briefs from True Crime Today.